0: From relationships to career, business ownership, and health, you are the source of your own success. We're just here to help you tap into your true potential and create a brighter future. So, join us on the journey of personal growth and empowerment, and let's rethink what's possible for our lives. Today on Things You Should Know, we're discussing the origins of Valentine's Day. So stick around. Here at Things You Should Know Podcast, our focus varies from commonly asked questions like, what are the top email apps for iPhone users or how much does it cost to go to Disney World anyway? To the trending topics of the day, such as are taxes going up or down? And who's Elon Musk? We shed light on things you probably have always wondered about, but you never got around to investigating them yourself. This podcast brings you the answers to your most commonly asked questions and makes you smarter just by listening. Information empowers, and the more information you have, the better decision you can make and ultimately, your quality of life is based on the decisions you make. So thanks for joining the discussion and make sure that you subscribe today and not miss out on any future episodes of Things You Should Know. So in just a few days, uh, it will be February the 14th. Today's the 12th. And that will be Valentine's Day, the day that we celebrate Valentine's Day here in the United States. And I'm pretty certain in most places that do, have this holiday. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Kelly and you've reached things you should know. And today we're going to do a briefing on the history of what's become uh, the Romantics Day, Valentine's Day. If this is your first time to the podcast, welcome aboard. Certainly appreciate you joining me today. What we do here is very simple. We answer questions that you've probably had or heard other people ask and just have not had the time to to um, research or get into it and determine what uh, a qualitative answer would be. So that's what we do here on this podcast. We take different topics, particularly trending topics that people are searching for, and we find you the answers. So in essence, listening to things you should know makes you smarter just by listening. So again, welcome aboard. Please make sure that you like and subscribe and share our content. All right, let's get going. The history of Valentine's Day and the story of its patron saint is actually controversial to some degree. Now, we do know that February has long been celebrated as the Romantics Month. uh, The day, St. Valentine's Day, is located within the month of February. And it contains... Uh, some mysteries and vestiges of both Christian and Roman traditions. So we're going to talk about those today. So the question is, who was St. Valentine and how did he become associated uh, with this day and with this ancient rite? According to the Catholic Church, at least three different saints are named Valentine or Valentinas. And we'll find out a little later on. Actually, there's more than that, because Valentinus was a very popular name, surname in those in those days. One legend contends that uh, Valentine was a priest who served during the third century in Rome when Emperor Claudius II decided that single men made better soldiers than those with wives and families. He outlawed marriage for young men. Valentine, realizing the injustice of the decree, he defied Claudius and continued to perform marriages for young lovers in secret. When Valentine's actions were discovered, Claudius ordered that he be put to death. Still others insist that this was St. Valentine of Turney, a bishop, who was the true namesake of the holiday. He too was beheaded by Claudius outside of Rome. Mr. Claudius, he just goes straight to the beheading, I guess. has no court or anything. It Just do, do what I say or lose your head. Other stories suggest that Valentine may have been killed for attempting to help Christians escape Roman prisons, where they were often beaten and tortured. According to one legend an imprisoned, Valentine uh, uh, actually sent the first Valentine greeting himself after he fell in love with a young girl, possibly his jailer's daughter, who visited him during his confinement. Before his death, it is alleged that he wrote a letter, a love letter, and signed it from your Valentine, an expression that is still used today. Although the truth behind Valentine's legend is a little bit shady, a little bit murky, the stories are all emphasized in the appeal and the symbolism of heroic actions and romantic figures. By the Middle Ages, his reputation, Valentine's, had become very popular with the saints in England and in France. Some believe that Valentine's Day is celebrated in the middle of February to commemorate Valentine's death or his burial. Others claim that the Christian church may have decided to place St. Valentine's Feast in the middle of February in an effort to Christianize the pagan celebration of Lupercalia. Lupercalia, L-U-P-E-R-C-A-L-I-A. So Lupercalia was an ancient pagan festival and it was held in Rome and it was held, according to this, around February, middle of February. So around February 15th, although Valentine's Day shares his name with the martyred Christian saint. Some historians have hypothesized and believe that the holiday is actually an offshoot of a festival. Yes, Lupercola. Now, unlike Valentine's Day, Lupercilla was bloody. It was violent. It was sexually charged. It was a celebration. Uh, it included animal sacrifice, random matchmaking, and coupling in hopes of warding off evil spirits and infertility. No one really knows the origins of Lupercalia, but it has been traced back as far as the 6th century BC. And according to Rome legend, the ancient king Amulus. Ordered Romulus and Remus, his twin nephews, and this is a little extra for you here. Uh, These guys are are uh, given the benefit of being the founders of Rome, by the way, Romulus and his twin brother Remus. They were nephews of King Amulus. He's ordered them to be thrown into the Tiber River uh, to be drowned in retribution for their mother's broken vow of celibacy. A servant took pity on them, however, and placed them inside a basket on the river instead. Does that sound familiar? The river god carried the basket and the brothers downstream, downriver, to a wild fig tree where it became caught in the branches. The brothers were then rescued and cared for by a she-wolf in a den at the base of the Palatine Hill where Rome was founded. So this really is the story of in within the Valentine story. We're talking here about the uh, story of how Rome was founded. So maybe we'll circle back and go in a little bit more detail. But uh two twin brothers, Romulus and Remus, were being drowned, or were supposed to have been drowned on the orders of King Amulus, and someone took pity on them. And uh so their basket gets stuck at Palatine Hill. And that is the legend of how Rome was founded. The twins were later adopted by a shepherd and his wife, and they learned their father's trade. Now, after killing the uncle who had ordered them uh, to be drowned and, you know, to be killed, they found the cave den of the she-wolf who uh, nurtured them and named it Lupercal, L-U-P-R-C-A-L. That is the core name of the uh, uh, festival, Lupercal. It's thought that Lupercilla took place to honor the she-wolf and to place Roman fertility and to please the Roman fertility god Lupercus, Lupercus, L-U-P-R-C-U-S. All right. So to begin with the festival, the members of the Luperci in order of Roman priests would gather at a sacred cave where these infants, as I told you before, Romulus and Remus, founders of Rome, were believed to have been cared for by that she-wolf or Lupa, L-U-P-A. The priests would sacrifice a goat for fertility, a dog for purification. They then strip the goat's hide into strips, dip them into the sacrificial blood, and take to the streets, gently slapping both women and crop fields with the goat hide. Now remember, this blood and this act and these sacrifices were supposed to promote fertility and growth so that's why the women were getting hit with the blood and the crops and things like that now the roman women welcomed the touch of heights because it was believed to make them more fertile in the coming year and so later in the day according to legend all the young women in the city would place their names in a big urn the city's bachelors they would um, choose a name each of them and become paired for the year with that particular woman. These matches often ended in marriage. Now, Lupercilla, the festival, it survived the initial rise of Christianity, but it was outlawed, as it was deemed unchristian. At the end of the 5th century, when Pope Galassius, G-E-L-A-S-I-U-S, declared February the 14th, St. Valentine's Day, it was not until much later, however, that the day became definitively associated with love. So Persula it survived the initial rising of Christianity, but it became outlawed in the 5th century when Pope Golossus declared February the 14th, actually St. Valentine's Day. So Christianity kind of put the axe on the uh, sex festival. Um during the Middle Ages it was commonly believed uh, in France and England that February the 14th was the beginning of birds mating season which added to the idea that the middle of Valentine's Day should be a day uh, you know for 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 romance So that was a very convoluted story and stories within stories but the basis is this uh there are arguably uh, at least three to five, and some would argue even more, uh, patron saints or persons in that time period who have been um, somewhat legendized as maybe being the actual reason why we have a Valentine's Day. But these are the more popular theories. And within that, this festival, uh, plays a plays a key role. And then, of course, within that story, we understand how Rome came to be by the twins uh, Romulus and Remus, so there's a whole lot of shaking going on in this story. Uh, we'll come back in some of the time and really talk about the the brothers and really go into detail of, about Rome because I found it very interesting. I didn't know this when I began to do this research. Uh, I did have an idea of the Valen um, the Valentinus uh, namesake and the fact that so many folks uh, had that name in that day. And here are some interesting notes i found during during my research. So in all, uh, as I was saying, there are probably about a dozen St. Valentine's plus a pope with that particular name. So the saint we celebrate on Valentine's Day is known officially as St. Valentine of Rome. And in order to differentiate him from dozens of others, other Valentines on that list, because Valentinus, From the Latin word of worthy, strong and powerful was a very popular moniker between the 2nd and 8th centuries AD. Several martyrs over the centuries have carried this name, Valentinus. The official Rome Catholic roster saint shows about a dozen men who were named Valentine or a variation thereof. Also, Valentine is the patron saint of beekeepers and epilepsy. Among many other things, saints are certainly expected to keep busy in the afterlife and they have holy duties. They intercede on behalf of earthly folks, folks of the living. They entertain their petitions, etc. And in this respect, St. Valentine, he has wide ranging spiritual responsibilities. People call on him to watch over their themselves, the lives of their lovers and loved ones, but also for the intervention um, regarding beekeeping and epilepsy as well as the plague fainting and traveling as you might expect he's also the patron saint of engaged couples and happy marriages so i'm not catholic or roman catholic uh, i don't know uh, in great detail every saint and what they're responsible for but i do know that that methodology exists it is curious and this makes it curious sir Uh, that these types of duties are assigned to this particular saint. So maybe you knew that, maybe you didn't. St. Valentine, his wide-ranging duties include, uh, for some reason, uh, interventions regarding beekeeping and epilepsy. Those are two very different things, as well as the plague, which uh, we don't have anymore unless you count COVID. Another interesting fact is the skull one, You know, behind one of the theories of uh, St. Valentine's, this skull is in Rome and it can be found at the Basilla of Santa Maria in a city called Cosmodine, Rome. So there's a skull that uh, is flower adorned and it is at the Basilla on display. Now, another gentleman was given credit as well for Valentine's Day and his name is Joffrey Chaucer. He is an English poet. He's uh, from the medieval times. Uh, it seems that up and until he uh, published one of his poems called The Parliament of Fools, there was really no linkage between a traditional love story and a celebration of St. Valentine's Day or the feast day that celebrated St. Valentine's. So Um, No record exists of romantic celebrations on Valentine's Day prior to the poem of uh, Mr. Chaucer, who who wrote this in 1375. In his work called The Parliament of Fools, he links a tradition of courtly love with the celebration of St. Valentine's Feast Day, an association that did not exist until after his poem received widespread attention. The poem refers to February the 14th. As the day birds come together to find a mate. When Chaucer wrote, for this was sent on St. Valentine's Day, when every fool cometh there to choose his mate, he may have invented the holiday as we know it today. So basically, this gentleman wrote a poem, he took liberties as it relates to his writing, and he created fictitious, you know, situations and content. And he linked the love story with uh, what was then a, a festival, a feast day uh, for St. Valentine's. And all of a sudden it becomes, you know, this this uh, romantic holiday. So this is, again, another theory. So I've tossed to you a few theories, but let's summarize uh, for this brief um, discussion today. Valentine's Day is also called St. Valentine's Day. It is celebrated on February the 14th. Uh, This is, of course, for the most part, when lovers, be it spouses or just, you know, uh, mates express their affection uh, with greetings and with gifts and cards and and money and, and dinner and dining and whatever else that you like to do. The holiday has its origins in the Roman festival of La Persola. That probably is the most interesting part of uh, how all of this came to be is understanding that festival and how Rome came to be. So we're going to circle back and do a little bit more study on that. Uh, The festival, it was held held in mid-February. It celebrated the coming of spring including fertility rights and the pairing off of women with men by lottery. Remember, we talked about the women dropping their names into an urn and the, the men would come behind and pull the names out and they would pair up for a year. And many of those folks uh, became married. At the end of the fifth century, you'll remember uh, Mr. Uh, Galasis, Pope Galasis, He put an end to all that. He replaced the La Pursola Festival with St. Valentine's Day more than likely somewhat similar to as we know it today. It came to be celebrated as a day of romance uh, from the 14th century. Valentine's Day is celebrated uh, this year, 2021, on a Sunday, February 14th. So this year, guys, as you celebrate, you can do so with a little bit more knowledge, knowing the origins or at least some of the speculative origins of a Valentine's Day. And uh, I hope you guys have a great time. If you listen to this all the way through, thank you. Please uh, write us a review and share our content with your friends, family, and associates. Uh, make sure you subscribe because we do post content every other day. Thanks, guys, for listening. To- That's all for today's episode of Rethink. We hope that you've enjoyed this exploration of new ideas and perspectives and found valuable insights and strategies that you can apply to your life. Remember, you are the source of your own success and fulfillment. And by embracing new ways of thinking, you can unlock your true potential and yes, create the life that you truly desire. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, we encourage you to support the podcast by sharing it with your friends, your family members, your loved ones and associates, and even your followers on social media. Also, leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Lastly, don't forget to check out our show notes for free downloads and empowering ebooks that can help you on your journey of personal growth and empowerment thanks guys for tuning in. We look forward to explore more ideas and insights with you in the next episode of Rethink.